Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today's episode comes out of John 15 from the Message Bible, where it says, When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. I love this. I hope you'll take a listen today and realize that your life with him is not man-made, it's organic, and only he can produce it. Take a listen. Hey everybody, I'm so glad that you're with me today here on Tent Talk. Over the last few weeks, I have had the privilege of hosting two separate producers' schools, one in Oklahoma City and one right here at our offices here in Sealy, Texas. And they have been very good, very well attended. Uh, People that have come have been hungry, But I am the one, I think, sometimes that learns the most. And of course, I would love to call producer school, stay school, stay. Don't run off, stay. Don't give up, stay. And in this word, stay, is uh, a real uh, down-to-earth definition of what it really means to abide to remain, to continue. So stay school for me is of the utmost importance right now because it's not really just an event that you would attend. Stay school, I believe, is something that Holy Spirit wants to enroll every believer in right now because we must know the call to abide, what I call the abiding mandate, And we must understand that he makes that possible through the finished work of Jesus on the cross and that it is from that deep maturing oneness that everything else will come. You know, Jesus said in John 15, 1 through 10 in the Message Bible, he said, live in me, make your home in me just as I do in you by being joined to the vine. If you're not joined to the vine, you can't bear fruit. That's exactly how it reads. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. He goes on to say, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, and here's the kicker, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, you can't produce a thing. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce grapes, when you mature as disciples, and then he closes out that um, scripture with make yourself at home in my love. So he begins in John 15, there in the message with make your home in me just as I do in you. And then he ends it with make yourself at home in my love. Now, 
I love this passage because it's really such a call to us right now. Remember, your calling is to Him. You know, the calling isn't the task I do. It's the person that I have been called to. And I think that this is going to serve the sons of God very well in this day and hour of history, is that we begin to get first things first, that we begin to be willing to go into the wine press with him and let him put love in right order, that we want to be those that make ourselves at home in his love, and then from there, everything else will flow. And if we continually keep trying to get all of our needs met and we continue to try to handle things on our own, even in a good Christian way, what we're going to find is that "Mm, that's not going to work because that was never the plan of God. We look at Jesus and we see how God meant for man to live always, always in oneness with the Father. And this is what Jesus prayed before he went to the cross, John 17. Father, I pray they will be one as you and I are one, because that has everything to do with the world believing that I'm the one that you sent. So I encourage you, read John 17, saturate in these things and let God speak to you. And this is what he's saying here in John 15, is that there is a strong, deep, robust correlation between your intimate and organic oneness and the harvest. So he says, when you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. You see, you and I don't set our measure. You don't promote up into a bigger whatever. You you begin to discover the measure that he wants to produce in and through you uh, via the oneness that you have with him so that when you're joined with him, you abide with him when you remain and you don't run off, when you don't try to produce this fellowship yourself. I don't know if any of y'all have ever hurt yourself like I have trying to produce what I would call, quote, the quiet time. If you've ever hurt yourself, you know, and almost lived in constant condemnation because you couldn't accomplish a quiet time uh, early in the morning or you did it for three weeks and then you fell off a cliff And then you didn't do it for months and then you didn't feel worthy to pray. And you see, that's not organic, my friends. That is what we would call synthetic. (laughs) That's you. That's a man-made something or another, okay? Because you and I cannot create this oneness. We can cooperate We can be willing, we can enjoy it very deeply, but we don't produce it because it says it is intimate and it is organic. Now, a part of the intimate part is that it's just you and him. You can't bring your children into your, you know, a secret place or your spouse or your friends or your leaders or your mentor. It's you and him. It's intimate. It's just the two of you. The organic part is, uh, and the definition of organic means there's nothing artificial in it. It's not synthetic. It's not uh, derived from the fake, the faux. Uh, The word organic literally means derived from living matter. 
And we all know if we've ever bought organic food, fruits, vegetables, peanut butter, anything, it, it always costs more, doesn't it? The organic costs more. And if you study it out, why does the organic cost so much more? Well, because they, they um, take longer. It takes more time to do it organically because you're not spraying in mass quantities with pesticides and uh, you're not producing it in mass quantities. So it costs more because it takes more time. So are you already seeing where I'm going with this? That the organic, the intimate and organic oneness, the intimate and organic uh, joining and relation that you are going to have with him isn't something you were ever meant to be able to produce. Uh, you can't give your, you know, intimacy growth hormones, okay? You, you, you have to let the Holy Spirit, who made you one with him, you have to also allow him now to produce a real, true, intimate, organic fellowship, oneness, joining, you know, staying, remaining, um, life together with the Lord, with the Father, with Holy Spirit. You have to allow them to do in you and for you what you were never meant to do for yourself. And let me just suggest to you very strongly that I believe this oneness, this is me. I believe this with all of my heart. And I'm putting you on notice that I believe with all my heart, this is what is under attack, is your oneness with him. Because that's where everything flows. Everything flows in that connection. Everything, the love of God to you is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, spirit to spirit, deep calling unto deep. That connection is not God's Holy Spirit directly to your soul. No, it is spirit to spirit. He is Holy Spirit. You are spirit. You've been made alive in 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says anyone who's been joined to the Lord has been made one spirit with him. You see, your connection is spirit to spirit and everything flows through that connection. And then you decide if it's going to get to your soul and into your body, if you will, by sanctification, obedience. Okay, but right now I just want to stay honed in on the attack is coming from your the attack is coming against your experiential oneness with uh, with the Lord. Okay, now I want you to just think about this. Okay, not teaching right now on this particular episode <laughs> of Tent Talk. I'm I'm thinking about these things. These things are are teaching me and speaking to me. You know, for those of us who work in the ministry, for those of us who, um, you know, we just are eat up with it. We think about him and this work and passing it on all the time. And we're ever in uh, coming out of one event and preparing for the next event. And whatever that rhythm with your God may be, um, we are those who I think the enemy has to be even more subtle because we're so up in God and uh, we want to make sure that everything is just so, you know, and this is, you know, this is our life, you know, what we do. But 
really our life is him. And, and the enemy has to be ever so much more subtle, okay, because we don't see it coming, because we're not out in rampant sin, quote, okay, but I hope that you'll get a little bit of a different picture of how sin wants to work when it comes to seducing the sons of God, because if anything is under attack, it is this experiential oneness that you are to have with him, this abiding, as the old saints would call the hive. This is where everything happens between you and him, where he whispers to you, where he speaks secrets to you, where he waits for you in the secret place. Um, the word tells us in Matthew 6, uh, this is where he dances with you. This is where he, Song of Solomon 2.6, puts his hand on your neck and his right hand uh, he embraces your back and he pulls you closer to him that you can hear him and know his ways. Do you remember this from the Old Testament? You know, the people saw his acts, what he did, but Moses knew his ways. Moses talked with him face to face. And and we, we see Paul in the New Testament and Peter and and we see the, the men and women of God in the New Testament. And of course, number one, we look at Jesus and we see the intimate, the intimate organic oneness that he lived in that no man could uh, replicate. You couldn't buy it. You couldn't purchase it. Um, this is why in Isaiah 55 in the Amplified Classic, it says, you know, come and buy you who have no money. You're thinking, oh, here we go again. Another contradictory headache-inducing scripture, right, is what do you mean come and buy if I have no money, right? Because it's talking about this priceless spiritual wine and milk. And it says, now, here is the price, is the self-surrender that will simply accept the blessing. This is the price to us, is that we give up on every other fountain, we give up on every other source that we've been drawing from, everything else that we've been having intercourse with, the scripture tells us in Romans. It talks like that. Don't be having intercourse with the law any longer. You who have been delivered from your performance. Hmm? So this is where we begin to realize that, yes, there is something very precious that we come to, to buy, but it is not going to be by our performance or our monies or our status or our prestige or our anointing, our gifting, the size of our church, the size of our ministry. None of that's going to matter. But he says, come you who have nothing, come and buy this priceless spiritual wine and milk. Come and purchase. And here's the cost. Give up everything else. And this is where the Father is at work. You know, I heard years ago that war is when two separate entities want the same thing. And there's a pastor that I like to quote, Francis Frangipane from uh, Iowa. And he said, you know, it was a wild day in my life when I realized that the devil and God both wanted me dead, but for different reasons. Oh, my, my, my. When God is at work, my friends, we're going to have to get up in the tent with him. We're going to have to let him have some conversations with us to understand what is this intimate and organic oneness that I'm going to live in. 
What is it, God? What is it that God wants us dead to all the other things that have ever tried to juice us, everything that we've ever used to try to fix ourselves, to earn our love, to earn our approval? He says, I want you dead to those things and alive to me. And that is not man-made. You don't want to be touching upon some live man-made wires. That is some voltage, my friends, that might make you feel alive for a moment, but it's going to crisp you uh, very quickly. Because let me tell you, that kind of stuff, that juice, that where we go and we, we get hopped up on things and people and addicted to relationships and addicted to this and addicted to the limelight, whatever it may be, we've got to come back and see the power and the simplicity of what God has actually called us to is that the relation is intimate and organic and it is derived from him if you will he's the living matter there is nothing artificial but wherever there is something artificial wherever there is something false fake counterfeit superficial immature carnal fleshly <laughs> demonic self-righteous filthy perverted synthetic or man-made it's going to have to be exposed. Listen to me carefully, my friends. There has to be an exposure. I pray that that exposure only has to be to you and maybe one or two other people in your life. I pray it does not have to be by, by major public exposure, unless that's the only thing that will set you free to him. All right? That we've got to have this exposed to us. Now listen, the Lord never exposes that which is false and fake and synthetic and man-made and is crumbling anyway, he never exposes it except for the purposes of exposing it to us so that we can come into agreement with him about what he says about it. It is so that we will then stop clinging to it and we will stop trying to change it, fix it, uh, reinvigorate it. You see, this is going to require our full cooperation with him as he accomplishes it all. Because if it's going to be truly intimate and truly organic, this experiential oneness where I cannot be moved, where I will stay and I will remain, I will tarry, as the King James Version would say in Luke, I think it's verse, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 24 Verse 49, where Jesus told them, now you go and you remain in the city. You stay there until you are endued with power from on high. Some of us need to get into stay school quickly. We need to get with him, stay with him, whatever it takes, whatever it requires, because there's always an afterwards, my friend. We're never going to stay down, okay, we go down because he plans to bring us up. We go low because he means to bring us high. All right? He tears down always to build up. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. And it's just like a seed. When a seed goes into the ground, the hard uh, uh, let's say with a green bean, uh, the seed of a green bean is short, hard, and white. But when it goes into the ground and it goes through that process of breaking up, 
okay? Just in case there's any of y'all out there about to have a breakup, a breakdown, okay? That's because you're about to have a breakthrough, okay? And, and we have to recognize that when the hard, white, uh, small um, shell, the husk, okay, falls apart, it's so that the long, soft, green bean can emerge and be nourishment to others. We've got to understand that this is a death to the hard white part, okay? But it's life to the green bean, okay? And in this very powerful illustration, you, my friends, are the green bean. The self-life, the husk, the hard part of us that wants to constantly contain the life that is within us needs the power of the cross to come and to snap it. The pressure comes and it begins to disintegrate. Okay, why? So that the green bean can live. You're not the hard white husk. You're the soft green bean. All right. I know it's a silly example, but this is what God uses. Okay. And, uh, and I don't really agree that it's silly. Let me just back up for a minute. Let me just, let me just check my own self right here. I don't really think it's silly because I think everything in nature for the most part is there to teach the sons of God something about themselves and what God wants to do in us so that we can live unto him. It's what God is doing for himself, setting his sons free. So this process of disintegration is the positive destruction of the hard husk on the seed so that the life in the seed can come out. Disintegration, by definition, is the process of losing cohesion, I love this, or losing strength. It is the necessary, somebody's about to get free right here, it is the necessary process of falling apart. I love it. We fear falling apart. We, we tie ourselves up with duct tape. We got 14 friends praying to keep everything held together. When what if, just what if, on the way to a relation that is intimate and organic, God means for something to fall apart? How about let him do it his way? Because oftentimes when we are desperately trying to hold everything together, it's actually God's maturing, uh, disintegrating process that's trying to break something off so that the real you can get up and live in life with him. Because you've read this in the scripture, I'm sure, that we're going to do greater works, all right, that we are his many brethren. We're the sons of glory. We're the ones that are going to sit with him in the seat of authority. We're the ones that are going to sit at the table and rule in the presence of our enemies. We're the ones that he longed for and came for so that we could be um, his inheritance, so that um, we would be presented to him without spot or wrinkle. We are the church of the firstborn. We are those that they always wanted. Now, that's not making big of us. It's that finally the cross works deep enough in us to return us to him that he becomes the center, not us. He, oh God, become the center of your church. Oh, Father, be brought back to center stage in the sense, Father, that your sons repent of having made life about themselves. And they find 
that you are life, that you are everything. You see, that's the intimate and the organic. Don't be condemned today because you're shallow and you are self-centered, okay? Because we all are, my friends, until he does the organic, until he does the intimate. Every one of us is self-consumed or self-improving or self-loathing or self-something. He has to come and by the spirit, he causes the spirit man the real you to begin to emerge. So can you see why it is that the enemy uh, has really put the bullseye on keeping you out of your experiential oneness? Now, if you're born again, you are one with him, but are you living in that? Are you enjoying him? Does he get to enjoy you? And this oneness, this deep dependency that they long for, I submit to you again, is what is under attack. This is one of the reasons why I'm doing stay school, producer school, why it is that I do a lot of what I do, is my loyalties lie with the Father. And anywhere the doors are opening and we can redefine discipleship and it can begin to organically happen within local churches through the leadership, through the the vision that that pastor and those leaders are, are, are working to accomplish, but not with tired, broken down, you know, or just soulishly energized believers, um, you know, but it's truly with maturing sons that they don't have to prop up. They don't have to spend all the time and treasure of the church uh, just trying to get, you know, could the people of God just please read the word for five minutes? Could we just please somebody, you know, could we pray? Do, do you see what I'm saying? That, that, that the church could be who she is to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit. They could be to us who they are meant to be, everything to us. That the two can begin to move as one. You see, I think the next big thing, okay, is you and God moving as one. And then you in your local church and many disciples moving as one. And then we could move on into the internations, into the international, into it going bigger and being whatever it is that God has written down, that uh, it'll be to whatever degree God wants it to be. And we can't produce this. Surely you've, you've realized this, right? We cannot make this happen. I shared in our producer school yesterday that the public pulpit was never meant to do what only the Holy Spirit can do in the private place of each individual. And the public pulpit is, uh, many would say, of course, that it's corrupt today and that it's, uh, you know, very self-focused and man-made. But I would also say to you that the public pulpit is very tired. Mm -hmm. The public pulpit, because many are... Um, in all kinds of difficulty uh, because they've grown weary of attempting to accomplish things on their own. They carried far too much weight, far too much responsibility. Um, it began to bring conflict with people and controversy with God, and it's snowballing. And uh, But to be a part of the redemptive work of God through the cross of Jesus Christ in the in the private lives of pastors and leaders and people so that in the private place that the church is really free 
and then hell better watch out. Not because we're full of hype, not because we're full of bravado, but because the sons are living in deep oneness with the Father, just like Jesus prayed in John 17. And then we live and look more like our brothers uh, who said, you know, none of these things move me. You see, in redefining discipleship, this is a part of what will be produced, you know, is we've got to look at what's all of our learning doing? What's all of our learning producing? Is it producing uh, sons who know the lifestyle of their father, that, that know him to such a degree that nothing can move them, nothing confuses them, nothing causes them, you know, to, to be seduced away, all right? Because that's a part of what it is that begins to happen, is there is a seducing away, all right? Because sin, sin is not just about behavior, Sin is a power that comes to seduce you away to get you to come outside of your oneness from the Father and prove how anointed you are, to get your own needs met through your own performance and other people and what they can do for you. Sin comes and doesn't care, if you'll remember it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, sin does not care if it gets you living independently from the Father, whether by doing good or by doing evil. Because the issue for sin is not behavior, it is dependency. It is remaining, continuing, staying. It is being, uh, it is attacking the joint. And the number one joining that it comes after is your uh, joining with the Lord in oneness. Exactly what we started with today in John 15. So, oh, is there so much more I could say, but I'm not. (laughs) because I just want you to think about these things. If things are falling apart for you, I want you to to just take a look and, 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 and say, wow, could this actually be that the things that are falling apart are the things that need to fall apart anyway? Is this you father, or are you setting me free um, in such a deeper level than I've ever known? Father, is this you in the exposure of things that I'm embarrassed for people to see? And yet this exposure is so that you can get me into agreement with you about what those things really are. Father, is all my performance and trying to, you know, uh, have quiet times or to pray or whatever it may be. um, Is this you trying to show me that I'm trying to do something synthetic and man-made when you want it to be intimate and organic? Talk to him, my friends, talk to him, and he will show you what it is that he is doing. And when he does, come into agreement with him and lean into him and stay with him and be joined to him, not just technically, but experientially. So he says, make yourself at home in my love. So let him love you today. And when that need for love is being met so deeply, any counterfeit that walks by, you will know it. And you will not fall prey to the things maybe that you've been falling prey to uh, in these last months or years. All right? So I hope that encourages you today. This is Tent Talk, where we're having conversations with God and with each other under the big tent of his presence. Oh, he is up to a great, great work in his people. 
and uh, I'm privileged to be a part of it. I hope this has encouraged you today and provokes you deeper in your own process with Him. All right, until next time, love you all. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.